Hello. Yeah, just cut that bit out, it'll seem seamless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about the Marie Celeste. Interesting mystery. Never been solved, allegedly. Ghost ship. Ghost yeah. ships. Love me a ghost ship. Is it a cursed ship as well? It didn't have a very good end. Not just that, it's history before it was called the Marie Celeste. Which I'm yeah, sure... that wasn't great. It's a cursed ship. Not. Sailors are very superstitious people. Yeah, they're a very superstitious lot. It's probably for good reason, really, because a lot of people die at sea a year. Yeah, it's a bit psychopathic, man. It wouldn't catch me it's dangerous. across the fucking ocean in a wooden boat. Mm. You know what I mean? No yeah. chance. I've already... I've got to tell you guys, though, I won't spoil it, but I already have made my... I actually have a... Like, a, I'm not on the fence about this one. I have... I know which theory I'm with. All oh, right, okay. Interesting. Okay. Horrible. Well, I know which one I'm going for. I wonder if it's the same. Anyway, we'll get to that. All right, yes, we will. So, Mike, do you want to thank some new and returning listeners? I can. Uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yeah. Sa- <laughs> South Jordan. Where's that then, smart ass? South Jordan, uh, Middle East. No, it's in Utah. It's just <laughs> down from North Jordan. <laughs> Ottawa, Canada, Flint, Michigan, Orange, Texas, Ashburn, Virginia, Bass Hill, Australia, Istanbul, Turkey, Shady Nasty, he's back. Yay. Uh, top three, Madrid, Spain, Alexander, Arkansas, and Washington, Virginia. Oh, new one, Washington, Virginia. Oh, thank you very much for listening. Please tell your friends. Yeah. If you have yeah. any... <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> if you have any friends, tell them. Tell them to you're listen just, to us. Please. If you're a person listening to us three, like, please go make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the demographics of the, of the oh, average God. person that listens to our podcast. Uh, they're all awesome. We have a love you friends all. or possibly find a partner to have a relationship with. Look, we don't have the biggest following in the world, but we have a loyal following. And for that, we are extremely grateful. All jokes aside, you know that. Indeed. Indubitably. Right, um, yes. Shall we do some weird news then? Go on then. All right. <laughs> Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Oh, this will probably be our last quarantine edition episode, should everything go okay. So we'll be back in my flat, hopefully, next week. If I could remember how to plug all the wires in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and error it. 
Okay, so the first one we've got is uh, from the Daily Beast. Trump's new favorite COVID doctor believes in alien DNA, demon sperm, and hydrochloroquine or whatever the hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, this is fantastic. I mean, if you couldn't think that Trump's administration could get any more insane, strap yourself in. (laughs) (laughs) So, a Houston doctor who praises hydrochloroquine says that face masks aren't necessary to stop transmission of the highly contagious coronavirus. It's become a star on the right-wing internet. Uh, garnering tens of millions of views on Facebook on Monday alone. Donald Trump Jr. declared uh, Stella Emanuel a must-watch while he himself retweeted the video. Before Trump and his supporters embrace Emanuel's medical expertise, they should consider other medical claims Emanuel has made, including those about alien DNA, and the physical effects of having sex with witches and demons in your dreams. <laughs> Emmanuel, a paediatrician and a religious minister, has a history of making bizarre claims about medical topics and other issues. She has often claimed that gynecological problems like cysts and endometriosis are in fact caused by people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. <laughs> Seems perfectly sensible to me. Oh, <laughs> he alleges alien DNA is currently used in medical treatments and that scientists are cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from being religious. For fuck's sake. On this bit, though, I do agree with her. Despite appearing in Washington, D.C. to lobby Congress on Monday, she said that the government is run in part not by humans, but by reptilians and other aliens. Oh, fully down with that. Yeah, we're done with that. Yeah, in a speech, she alleged that she successfully treated hundreds of patients with the drug, a controversial treatment Trump has promoted and says he has taken himself, although studies have failed to find any proof the drug has any benefits in treating COVID-19. She says nobody needs to get sick. The virus has a cure. Fuck's sake. Did you see that uh, video? I haven't seen it, no. Basically, she she steps up at this. She, there's about sort of eight or ten doctors. They're all in white coats for some reason, even though they don't really need to be. Yeah. And starts saying they've been using this this drug to um to treat people. She said that she'd cured more than 350 people, never had a single fatality, despite some of them having serious underlying conditions. And everyone went, wow. What the fuck's going on here then? And then they started, because she was the one that was taken front and centre, so people was eating some fishing and found out that she was batshit insane. <laughs> Demon sperm! Who'd have thunk it? Facebook basically took that video off because they said, that, I'm sorry, but that is bollocks and it's, um, you know, disinformation, fake news. She responded in her own way. In fact, this is fantastic. She would. She declared that Jesus Christ would destroy Facebook servers if her videos weren't restored <laughs> to the platform. <laughs> the power of Christ crashes your servers. <laughs> I'll quote her. She said, hello, Facebook. Put back my profile page and videos up or your computers will start crashing till you do. 
she tweeted, you are not bigger than God, I promise you. If my page is not back up, Facebook will be down in Jesus' name. Does Jesus come over the servers, the second coming? Oh, what, you mean like he spunks in the server and it, you know, goes a bit yeah. wrong? Well, it's the antidote to demon sperm, isn't it? It's Jesus jizz. Oh, Jesus jizz. <laughs> the only thing that can defeat demon sperm. <laughs> I think we should, like, start selling Jesus jizz. <laughs> we should sell it through this woman's website. We make a fortune. You have to kneel down and take it through one fake cock. Yeah, whatever. I, don't, I, I was just going <laughs> to wank in a jam jar and send, seal it up and send it off. <laughs> oh, you need oh, some kind of yes. ritual, don't you? Hey, you need a ritual. Well, all right, we'll say the Lord's Prayer over it. <laughs> Works for holy water. You know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> she was actually born in Cameroon and received her medical degree in Nigeria. More like Narnia. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> apparently um, these evil spirits as well are responsible for miscarriages and impotence yeah wow. wanked off too many times by a demon your dick goes limp <laughs> well yeah okay I mean it's, maybe stop having sex with demons just to make sure <laughs> you know that's that's my philosophy don't have dream sex with demons or witches yeah because a little bit's all right. A little bit. Everything's so, okay in moderation. Right. Everything in moderation, exactly. I think that's enough of that crazy bint. Yeah. So, okay, Mike, would you like to do the next one? Okay, next up. Horrified man, 51, has his genitals ripped off in cannibal attack. Oh, Lord. During your heavy drinking <laughs> session. Uh 51-year-old man's genitals were hacked off while he slept <laughs> after a night of drinking with friends. <laughs> what kind of friends are these? <laughs> They're not his friends. <laughs> In a horrific cannibal attack, according to reports. <laughs> I can tell you, these people are not his friends. No. Moses Wanyoike only realised his genitals were missing when he went to the toilet and looked down. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, pissed. I mean, I've been pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had some some pretty heavy nights on, on the booze. Um, I've woke up on the floor, you know, still fully clothed in my living room. I passed out in various places around the house I've got zero recollection but I think I'd notice if my cock was missing <laughs> I don't think that's something that would wait until the next morning no probably at the point of you losing your cock that's when you would probably realise exactly I don't know I tried to fight a group of policemen and had zero recollection of it to this day and had to be really? after they let me out of the cell yeah my one and only night in the cells. Not charged with anything, I will add. Lucky you. They all just laughed at me the morning after. They could see my perfectly clean record. And just said, maybe you shouldn't get that drunk, son. <laughs> I think you didn't hurt any of them then. No, of course I did. I was so pissed I could barely stand, but I was that sort of pissed and 
so drunk and uncooperative that it took several officers, not because I'm hard, by any stretch of the imagination, I was just so intensely uncooperative to Tiv. I don't know how to say that. Belligerent. But yeah. yeah, it took several officers to cuff me and get me in the car. My friend said I went in horizontal. It was com- <laughs> comical, like literally sort of cuffed behind my back. Like imagine two or three officers holding me like a long ways and just slinging me in the back. <laughs> Bless him. They were doing me a favour because I was trying to play chicken with cars, apparently, at that point. So you talk about drunk, talk about losing your genitals. I could imagine me waking up and thinking, oh, where did they go? Because <laughs> 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 I've, I've done shit and been informed about it. I'm like, that's not me. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> the nice, polite police officers came over and said, Please stop playing with traffic, and you went, God, oh, they're new slags! One at a time, or all the fucking ones! Fell <laughs> <laughs> over and puked on yourself. <laughs> and then shit yourself. Yeah, probably. No, I didn't shit myself. Have I told you the full. No, we'll save that one. I have told you the full story of threatening to kill myself in the South, thinking Yeah, I could... yeah. Yeah, there you go. That was that same night. So, yeah. <sighs> I'm just saying, you can do things. <laughs> I take it back then. Out of character. <laughs> well, all right then, but I still think you'd notice if you... I think you'd notice before you went to the toilet that your genitals were missing. I don't know, bro. Again, I hate to... Do, somebody... A, a friend of ours brought some 80% proof stuff back from the Czech Republic the other day. 80% proof. Fuck. Imagine if you did this. I had one, well, uh, two shots, uh, both horrific, both so horrific they made me laugh out loud. And how horrific it was. What a ridiculous situation. Why does that exist? That's stupid. Yeah, 80% proof. I imagine if you drank a bottle of that, I could imagine not waking up where your genitals were mauled up. Anyway, I'm completely derailing it. How did he lose his balls, Ben? Well, let's ask Mike. He's reached out to um, well, we don't know. But what those who... His friends... Those... <laughs> what the fuck? No one saw it. Hold on. Let's see if it tells us. Those who live nearby were called to join the hunt for the missing piece so it could be reattached. <laughs> but no trace could be found. <laughs> Locals have suggested his attacker, quote, later munched on his body parts According to new site Mpacho. Knock knock. Alright, mate. Oh, are you alright? Do I stop a sugar? No, can you help me look for my dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my dog if you want. No, 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 no. When was so... the last time you seen it? fucking lights, wasn't it? <laughs> fucking nightmare what a horrific story yeah, yeah. with no <laughs> imagine <laughs> having no explanation as to why you're cockless well if you go if you go further down there is a, a slight there may be some sliver of hope on what what how he became cockless okay <laughs> okay let's have a look 
Oh, yeah. Mr. Wanyoke spent six hours drinking with friends before heading back to one of their homes at around 2 a.m. During the journey home, one friend repeatedly mentioned wanting to circumcise. (laughs) 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 Mr. Wanyoke, but he dismissed it as a bad joke. Oh. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Jesus, that's horrendous. Yeah. Oh man, I just imagine the horror. They have uh, got a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? I wonder if the suspect is the mate that wants to circumcise him. <laughs> it doesn't say, but I imagine it probably is. <laughs> yeah. I'd be quite worried if I'd been. Out. Why? Why are you talking about wanting to circumcise me? <laughs> What point are we going to do that tonight? It's not going to happen, mate. Clearly it did. He just took a bit more. He didn't nip the tip. He took the whole thing. All right. So all night, yeah, one of your mates is pestering you if he can circumcise you. And then at 2 a.m. he says, you want to come back to my house? (laughs) (laughs) Have you got any scalpels? Let me show you my new knife. Oh man. Me eighty percent proof check liqueur. <laughs> oh, unconscious are we? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think he needs to get new friends. I don't know. <laughs> well, he needs a new dick first. That'll be my first concern. Never mind friends. Who wants to <laughs> friends with dickless Johnny? <laughs> dickless Moses. I suppose it's no bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go, Moses? Nobody knows. Oh. <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, well. Bless him. Yeah. You lay down with dogs, you get fleas. Don't hang around with some bloke who says, hey, can I circumcise you? Exactly. Hang around. Hang around with circumcised threateners. Lose your cock. (laughs) Never hang around with anyone that's got an obsession with cutting bits off a penis. Uh, Don't hang around with anyone. It's fucking safest. (laughs) Yeah, don't have friends. Stay in and listen to us. Uh And finally. I see you've saved the, you know, the really sensible, like, serious journalism for me. That's the one. I did have a story for you, but it was we would have made the weird news very, very penisy. So I'll save it. Exorcist claims possessed woman threw four men across room and spoke demonic language. So I've seen Kamala the Ugandan giant do that in the WWF after the night. <laughs> I mean, it's real. <laughs> Shall I read the article? Yes, please. <laughs> this is this is a pro wrestling story, I bet you. Exorcist Bishop Plato Angelicus well, has claimed a very good wrestling name. He witnessed a victim of demonic possession gain superhuman strength and throw four men across a room after speaking in a demonic tongue. A practicing exorcist claims he once witnessed a terrifying case of demonic possession where a woman with blah 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 blah. The victim, a 60-year-old woman, was said to have, quote, eaten or drank anything for a month. Not, not, Oh, sorry. Not eaten or drank anything for a month 
And so the priests visited her home to try and rid her of her evil presence. Why Talking to... Well, you know, it's a long time. Well, Talking... yeah, it is a long time. A bit too long to survive. I think it's Talk... about three days maximum without liquid. Without water. She's a freak. Talking on the Exorcist TV show podcast. Well, which one is it? A TV show or a podcast? <laughs> Dicks. Bishop Angelicus <laughs> explained what he saw. And I'm quoting now. For the most part, she showed extraordinary strength. Three or four of us throwing us around the room. There are about four adults, he said. As well as this disturbing... Disp- well, that's just bullshit. See, if I was the investigating officer, is it three or is it four? Yeah. You know how many it's three or four? For the most part, she showed extraordinary strength. Three or four of us throwing us around the room. There were about four adults, he said. Which, that's not... (laughs) Three or four, it's not hard to tell the difference between three or four. If it was like, was it 17 or 15? That's harder to guess, isn't it? Or remember, three or four... Well, you know, he was too busy being thrown around the room. Yeah, but it was a <laughs> <laughs> People in there before the throwing around. Absolute bollocks. <laughs> Are you saying you can't trust a priest? Bollocks! <laughs> as well as this disturbing display of physical strength, Bishop Angelica Caesar Caesar Papa 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 Fuck Off recalled that the woman <laughs> showed other telltale signs of possession too. <gasps> Some language coming out. Strength is probably number one thing for her. That's how it's written. She had extraordinary strength. Fortunately, the bishop said there was one thing in his favour while trying to get rid of the difficult demon. He said, for some reason, this particular entity could not leave the home. I don't know why. Once we got it out there, there was nothing. It's because she had no legs. (laughs) So when we got out of the home, it was just fine. It took two days to, quote, liberate the woman from the demon, he added, but her family remained practising Satanists. <laughs> the bishop said at this point in his career with the church, he had never encountered something like this before. To this day, it's still one of the most intense exorcisms of a person I have ever encountered. Now, it doesn't say anything about the woman. She could have been a trained UFC fighter. She could have been a weightlifter. These could have been three or four Punty, pussy, skinny little, freaky little church wank stains, right? And one incredibly tough weightlifting woman who was, yeah, easily able to throw them around without demonic power just because they're such little fucking swamp rat puss weasels. Yeah, just because she was speaking in a language you didn't understand did not mean it was demonic. <laughs> French! Could have been if it was French. She could have been a French bodybuilder. She's 60 years old. So, Sylvester Sloan is 74 or 75. Do you, do you want to fight him? Well, no, I don't. I suppose, you know, he could be incredibly, incredibly, incredible shape for her age. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Or oh, it's all complete and utter bullshit. And it's like pro wrestling. Oh, look, like I said, think of every time you see one guy fight off like eight bad guys in the wrestling ring. Boom, one punch. Boom, one punch. It's just a show. It's bullshit. Well, I think we should still um, get into exorcism, try and make some money out of it. I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'd rather fucking wank off old men in a fucking... Fucking <laughs> exorcist. What a load of fucking... Wanking old men off would be work, honest work. 
If you want to wank old men off, I mean, you could probably get a job doing that. I'm sure Candy's will take one. Uh, I was just thinking it'd be more fun to charge people for an imaginary service. It doesn't affect our lives anyway, but we make money out of it. Do I have a choice? Because I'm going with Ben. (laughs) (laughs) No offence. It's a much more noble (laughs) Oh, it's more noble, I'll give you that. Is it? Yes! Yeah, at least you're giving the OAP a bit of relief. You're scamming the OAP about the ghosts. Exactly, you fucking charlatan bastard. I'd rather be a charlatan than me having my hands covered in old bandages. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that was my point. Gaz is is a little bit too hands on for my liking. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, it, I do concede that it is a more noble yeah. pursuit. Put two hands. Is it? I don't think it is a more noble pursuit. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> oh God. I, I I just really don't think it is. I'm sorry. Well, but I voted. Should we talk about the main subject? You're outvoted. Mugs coming to off the and it's more noble. Oh, right. He, well, well, it. he just said it's more noble. He agrees. <laughs> Say, well, screw you guys. I'm at my own exorcism party with blackjack and hookers. Skip, guys. Okay, have. <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> talk about the Mass Mary Celeste. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow, that's got to be one of our most disturbing segues, isn't it? In- what? I'm a wank off old men for money from <laughs> exorcisms for money. It's more noble. It's not the same. Let's move on. Uh, I bet there was a lot of uh, men getting wanked off on the Marie Celeste, though. Of course, on all sailing ships, mate. Here, <laughs> for sailors. It's not gay, it's just navy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they tell themselves. Oh, good luck to them. Yeah. Ever floats your boat? Yeah. <laughs> or, or doesn't. Copious amounts of jizz in this, in this, this scenario, I think. <laughs> that floats it. On November 7th, 1872, the Mary Celeste, a two-masted brigantine ship, set sail from New York City with a cargo hold full of industrial-strength alcohol. Seven crew... Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs, his wife Sarah, and their two-year-old daughter Sophia, and their destination was Genoa in Italy. Now, nearly a month later, on December 5th, the crew of the De Gratia spotted the Mary Celeste in the mid-Atlantic. Now, the captain of the De Gratia, David Morehouse, was actually good mates with Captain Briggs, and they dined together the night before Briggs had left. Is that a euphemism? Maybe, because life's lonely at sea, but then again, I suppose Briggs has got his wife with him. Swingers? Maybe they are, you know. (laughs) Who's to comment? This is 1872. Anything went. Um, So they knew each other, so when they actually sort of pulled up alongside, saw this abandoned ship, he was like, well, that's, you know, that's Briggs' ship. What's going on? So they tried to 
obviously get the attention of anyone on board. There wasn't anybody on board, basically. It was abandoned, completely abandoned. Hank, can I just, sorry to interrupt, but let's just put a straight, tiny pin in it, because I think we're missing quite a big chunk of, and it will take two seconds to tell you, before the Marie Celeste was the Marie Celeste. It oh, was, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. It was called the Amazon. Do you know this bit, Mike? Uh, I do, but yeah, repeat it for the listener, obviously. Because, so, before all this, the fucking thing's already cursed. So, basically, very briefly, it was called the Amazon. He went out on his maiden voyage, and uh, the ship's captain fell very ill. So, they turned around and went back, but he died. And then somebody else took it out, took over his captain, and it crashed with some fishing equipment near Maine. And then, after leaving London, it ran into and sank another brig uh, in the English Channel. So, it was a pretty fucking uh, jinxed bit of kit. And, like, we uh, hinted at earlier, sailors are very um, superstitious. So, the name was changed and all that. And it was like, yeah, no, it's fine. Let's go. So, off they go now on their Yeah, I mean, apparently ship. changing the ship's name works. Mm. Well, uh, it didn't, but <laughs> they no, tried. No, it didn't, but apparently <laughs> it does work if you are that way inclined. Okay, so it felt better about going out on it again then. And yeah. so, so, but so mate, sees it in the distance. Yeah, he saw it in the distance and they sailed, she'd sailed from the same port just eight days before his own departure. Concerned, he changed course and launched a boarding party to check on the crew and passengers of the Mary Celeste. The crew found the Mary Celeste in decent shape. Despite the North Atlantic's foul disposition at that time of year, the cargo, save for a few barrels of alcohol, was intact. The ship was well stocked with enough food and water to last six months. And the crewman's gear was still in their quarters. But the crew, the captain, his family, the ship's compass and the longboat was gone. Do you know about the, the sails and stuff being slightly torn? And Yeah. Yeah. Which is unusual because you wouldn't have a torn sail. No. But apart from that, fairly no signs of like, you know, a gunfight or, you know, a brutal sort of, you know, the signs of being boarded and um, people being murdered and think that's, there were no signs of that sort of level of disturbance, were there? No, No, there were some marks, weren't there? Mm, Yeah, which will lead into my theory later. Well, it's not my theory, uh, it's just my favourite of the theories. But I mean, scuffs and marks on a wooden boat at sea over its lifetime is going to happen. It can't just be well, put down to that event, can it? The torn sails is strange though, isn't it? Yeah. It certainly is. It should be worth pointing out for the the fight option or someone boarding the captain's sword was still in its scabbard in his quarters. And apparently it was quite an uh, ornate scabbard, so it was you. As a piece of plunder, would have been worth something. Yeah, there was some valuable shit, but I do remember thinking as well when I heard that on the documentary I watched. I was thinking, okay, because they were they were using the fact that that was still there as solid evidence that nobody boarded it. It wasn't pirates, but I was just thinking, well, maybe if it was all fast and rushed, it's, is it not plausible that someone just didn't see it? Well, yes, I mean it's a possibility. But why why do you board a vessel? You want its cargo so you can sell Good it. And make but still, you just—I mean—it's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it, that they could have been boarded and someone just didn't see that particular 
item. No, but then you've got the cargo still there. That's true. Okay. Just plain devil's... The food. Yep. To the Del Gratia. They um, put a couple of men on the... Well, four men on the Mary Celeste and sailed it 800 miles to Gibraltar. Mm -hmm. Hoping to collect a salvage payment from the ship's insurers. And that is the maritime law at the time. If you find it and you've got a claim to it, you push the cargo and the ship are sold off, and that is yours. What happened to the ship, though? It would either be sold or broken down and used for other things. Sorry, I meant the Mary Celeste. On the journey back while it was being towed, have you got this in yet? Oh, yes, we have the fog incident. Yes. Yes, do you want to go into the fog incident? I don't know about this one. Go on. Well, apparently as it was being towed into port, a, a huge cloud of mist that was witnessed from the other boat too, surrounded the Mary Celeste, but not the other boat. And a sense of terror and dread came upon the men on that boat, on the Mary Celeste, that, to the point that when they got back, they like, sort of refused to talk about it and were like very, very shaken up. Whether they just wound themselves up because they'd convinced themselves it's a cursed boat, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Still got to be weird, though, isn't it? If you're watching from the other boat as well, like, mm. fuck, that thing really is a fucking black hole for disaster. <laughs> just, <laughs> disaster. I imagine them just, if you're those four on that boat, you've just come across it, you know the history of it, everyone's been chattering, you're superstitious people, you're about to have wound yourself up, I think. But didn't then, am I right? I don't know, I should have followed this up maybe, but I think bad things may have happened to the four. I'll try and have a look now. I think they may yeah, have gone nuts. I didn't know, they'd certainly refused to talk about what had happened while they were enveloped by the fog. They buggered the shit out of each other. <laughs> there were semen flying everywhere. Oh, oh. Semen stains. Got to the cabin, boy. Uh, completely innocent, honestly. That program was. Of course. No, it's like you say. Sailors are superstitious people nowadays. They're even more superstitious back then. You know, and then stuff. You know, you do get weird weather at sea. Maybe a bank of cloud just kind of rolled in, and mm. that was it. You know, who knows? Maybe they just got freaked. They freaked themselves out. Maybe one of them put a, a cheat over his head and ran around pretending to be a ghost and didn't own up to it. Well, apparently, um, is it Conan Doyle had a theory about it, didn't he? Yeah. He wrote oh. a book. <laughs> Quite a racist book. Well, sign of the I times, think, I'm afraid. Yeah, in the 1920s. And it became, like, obviously popular, and that was the, the myth at the time, that natives from a... A nearby island captured them and probably ate them or something. Yeah. Oh, a lot of cannibalism going on, isn't there, in the world? Yeah, some uh, guy just got his fucking balls and cock bit off. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. You got anything, guys? Well, I know what my favourite theory is. Well, let's just say that the, the crew of the De Gratia got it back to Gibraltar. And the British Vice Admiral G. Court basically said, OK, there's something not quite right about this, but we don't know what it is. It's because the, you know, the crew 
and the passengers were missing. They didn't take any personal effects or food and water, and the crew of the Degrachia just found it there, solid, solid condition, like sailing itself, and it can't yeah, at first. the crew of the, the Degrachia had murdered everybody aboard the Mary Celeste and dumped their bodies at sea, sailed the stolen ship and its cargo to Gibraltar to claim salvage payments. Yeah, that was, a, that was the first theory, wasn't it? Yeah. Eh? They were cleared of that. No yeah. evidence of foul play. They did, yeah, it's a bit shit that they all got hauled up into court and everything, didn't they? And accused. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit uh, dodgy. You just turn up with an empty boat, you're like, yeah, found it like that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, found it like that. It's mine now, isn't it? Well, it's a bit, um, it. it's a bit implausible, isn't it, that they've left yeah. a boat laden with goods for no reason. Yes. Perfectly worth I mean, there was something. There, there was some water in the boat, wasn't there, in the bottom, in the bilge. Yes, they'd mm. taken a pump with them and turned the others off. And they dismantled so, the pump. Mm. I thought there was a pump missing. There was three pumps and there was two there. Well, they, I know they dismantled one. It obviously wasn't um, working. But it, but the ship, yeah, before good. the cargo of alcohol, it had taken coal. Obviously, it would have left a lot of coal residue. Now, if that mixes with the water, it's going to become a sludge and the pumps won't work. Uh, Valid point. Yeah, so that's the theory I'm going for. Is that they thought the pumps aren't working. We've got water in the bilge. It's 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 rising. You know, maybe we need to go and 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 find land because they're near Santa Maria, weren't they? Yeah. And perhaps they left to go and seek help, but never made it to shore. It's very. But that is a possibility, but. You okay. Have just kept on sailing it and hoped to beach it, if nothing else, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. It is odd that he did leave when he did, but perhaps if the sails were damaged, the pump wasn't working. And also the um, chronometer. Is it a chronometer? Yeah. That wasn't yeah. working. They only had one, and it wasn't working, was it? It was off. Oh bloody hell! So that's not good. That's the only t- only way you can keep up. Yeah, time. it was about eight so, minutes it? slow. Yeah, it was about eight minutes slow. Oh, so that's not good. And obviously they've taken the ship's compass with them. Yeah, they've taken it with them, yeah. Perhaps they went to go and get it fixed. Well, it does seem odd that everybody would leave the ship to go and get yeah. the chronometer fixed. I mean, it is a bit odd, but... There was uh, nine barrels in the hold were empty of their cargo. One of the ship's arms had been dismantled, and there was about three and a half feet of seawater in the cargo hold. The six months supply of food and water remained. The log book was still there with a final entry dated the 8, 8 a.m. November 25th. It gave the Marie Celeste position at the time six miles northeast of Santa Maria, the easternmost island of the Azores, close enough to see land. More noteworthy is what was missing. The people were gone. Captain Briggs's sextant chronometer and navigation book are all missing as well as the ship's register mm. now about the barrels that were missing they looked into that yeah the nine barrels that were empty and they were made of different wood to the other ones okay yeah it's like one was white something and, and and they went they were red something i can't remember the name of the um, oak was it maybe it could have been oak barrels yeah Apparently, over time, um, 
red oak, it becomes um, porous and it could have leaked out that way. Okay. That makes sense. These are all plausible because there's a reason. Unless that crew that found them are fucking liars, um, which we have no way of knowing, they could have fucking, for some crazy reason, pirated and killed everyone on board or may have forced them to leave their own ships conceivably, couldn't they? And just took that boat for salvage. What if the pirates smuggled themselves into the ship in the empty barrels? I've tried to think of plausible reasons. That is a plausible reason. Okay. Pirates in barrels. Pirates in barrels. Like the king. Overpowered everyone with a shot being fired. That king used to play when we were kids. Remember the barrel with a pirate in it and you stick the knives in and he pops up at the top after a while. Remember when we were, yeah, Yeah. serious. Right. Well, here's my theory, the one that I think is the most plausible. Giant, giant octopus. Right. Hear me out. This is a hypothetical creature. I will admit, but there are many, many, many reports throughout maritime history of this mythical giant octopus taking down ships. So the biggest octopus on Earth is, I think, up to about 30 metres. 30 metres, if I'm going to talk properly, sorry. Which isn't that big, is it? It's big, it's big if it was in your room now. You'd be like, ah! It's big, big enough. But an ocean to take down it. But imagine if it's, you know, like, like 300 feet. Okay. Yeah. On, you're on the deck of a ship. And it rises up the head of it on them giant fucking eyeballs, the biggest eyeballs you've ever seen in your life. And its tentacles just start thrapping and thraping through the across the deck and through the halls and like and those suckers when giant size will be like lacerating, just horrific, just nightmarish. Cutting the yeah, sails. Yeah. Tearing the sails, tearing apart men sucking them back into the ocean, just ripping through. And then the few that didn't, the captain's like, holy fuck, grab your shit, abandon. Off they went. The octopus took what it could and then just disappeared back down to the very depths of the ocean. And the few that survived went off in their little boat and obviously they had no chance. Maybe, I know it's fantastical. But it's the one I like because... Fuck, it's weird. Because I like, like, something made them abandon ship if you're going to go rational thinking. Maybe they thought, like you said, the false reading, the pumps, uh, we think we're taking on water, but we're not abandon ship. But the torn sails, the eeriness of it, I don't know. I want to yeah. go giant well, fucking octopus. I think you could explain the sails perhaps by um, stormy weather. No, nah, it wasn't out for that long, Mike. Them sails are designed to last. Because they weren't fully up, or I think maybe they panicked and tried to full sail and all that tried to... There was some bad weather, though, wasn't there? Mm. But I don't know how... Aren't those sails designed to last, you know... No, they were always being repaired. That's why you had guys in the rigging. It wasn't just to manoeuvre manoeuvre the sails. It was to repair them as well. Let's go through the top five. You know what? The octopus theory 
we'll put it aside from these five. But I like it because there was a USS USS destroyer in the seventies that was also allegedly attacked by a giant squid, and they found that it had like torn the the covering on the radar dome. They estimated the spikes on the tentacles to have been about four foot long. So I'm I'm down for the Kraken. Imagine a footload of them arms just thraping about giant, fast, four-foot spikes everywhere. Ah, hundreds of yeah. men. <laughs> Horrific. Horrible. Yeah, so, you know, I'm with you. But these, you know, it's not, it's not, um, that hasn't been put up there with the, by the, the deities that wrote these articles. Oh, fuck the mainstream science, Ben. Well, you, you know, I'm always down for fucking mainstream science. You know, I mean, obviously, I believe that my sexually transmitted diseases are, in fact, caused by me having sex with demons. Ben, I think you've got it mixed up. What you're down for is having sex is fucking mainstream scientists. Oh. Well, whatever. And non-mainstream ones. You'll fuck anything that moves, essentially, wouldn't you? No, I've got standards. <laughs> I'm a man of wealth and taste. No, you're neither of those things. <laughs> Literally neither. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> he just gets worse. Like, he just gets worse. I thought that whole point of this pod was therapy and we'd get better together. <laughs> well, what could you do? <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm enjoying my descent into psychopathy. I'm a man of wealth in case. Good on you, man. Fuck yeah. So number five is an alcohol explosion. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I wouldn't mind dying in an alcohol explosion. Did that take the captain the, the, the register with it and all that? No. Well, what the thing is, they, they said that because of turbulence or porous barrels, noxious alcoholic fumes may have escaped, either oh. causing a small explosion or making the crew think an explosion was imminent. For example, the order to temporarily abandon ship, and then <laughs> maybe the rope attaching the boat to the ship may have come undone, leaving them to just sort of drift away as the Mary Celeste went. <laughs> Oh no, so we're drifting away from the ship. Chipping that bollocks off. Uh, <laughs> we could paddle back towards it. Nah. No, no, let it go, let it go. I think that's quite plausible. She'll make just, her own way back. Ships always come home. Just sound plausible. Could have just been a natural disaster. You know, maybe there was a, a tornado, a, a, a water spout. Could have been a, a sea quake. Could have caused some superficial damage. Could have been Poseidon. Poseidon. Poseidon himself. Ben, can I just point out, I am genuinely shocked and impressed that you haven't tried to relate this to aliens in any way. Gaz, that's next. Uh-huh. Oh, you, you're shitting me. I'm not, no. That sounds so up now, but I swear, listener, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Alien abduction. So you put octopus to one side. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Let's compromise. What if it's an alien octopus? 
Oh, all right then. <laughs> uh, yeah, because everything was just left as it is. There is a possibility that they were abducted by aliens, although that doesn't explain the missing lifeboat, but certainly up there for me. Well, maybe abduct all of them, and the few that were left shat themselves. Yeah. And escape. Maybe they saw a few of them Tic Tacs flying around and thought, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, maybe a UFO hovered over the ship. They thought, fuck this, all got in the lifeboat. Then the UFO beamed them up, lifeboat and all. Maybe. A criminal conspiracy would be next. Uh, so uh. could North African pirates have attacked the ship and killed them? Did the crew of the De Gratia do it? Did Captain Briggs have an inside job and faked all their deaths and tried to claim the salvage money through a co-conspirator? Possibly his mate on the De Gratia. But they only got one-sixth of the money. Yeah, the salvage. Well, got a plan then, did it? No. But it could have, would he? For all you know, they picked that crew up Made out, you know, hidden below decks. Made out that the fucking Mary Celeste was abandoned. Oh, yeah, we'll go to Gibraltar we'll sort this out. One sixth of 46,000 they're entitled to, something like that. Yeah, or they could have just sailed to an island, took all the stuff off it, sank the boat, and then run off, run off with all the uh, all the goods. Well, all right. Either way, it could be an inside job. Not sure on that one. Or it could have just been some kind of weird, crazy mutiny because maybe the members of the some a couple of members of the crew got violently drunk on the industrial alcohol oh. and killed everybody before taking the ship's lifeboat. Were they rocking the boat, man? Wow. Uh, uh, maybe that was it. I don't know. Maybe they just killed everybody, threw the bodies overboard, cleaned up, and then buggered off. Or died themselves. Well. Yeah. There's a theory that um, Conan Doyle put forward when he wrote his book, basically said that it was uh, treachery on board. Mutiny. Mutiny on the Mary Celeste. Isn't there? I had a book when I was a kid called Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah, that's a book. It's a film, a film as well. I've seen the film, yeah. It's it like a, a Marlon Brando in it. I think it's a historical event. Could though. be. I yeah. think that, yeah, there was mutiny on the ship called the Bounty. Yeah, it was uh, Captain Bly. Oh, there you go, yeah. I can't remember any details, I just remember the title of it. It was like, you know, them kids' versions of like a, you know, like a little penguin hardback. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, Ladybird book almost. Ladybird book, that's what exactly, it was illustrated, that's exactly, and it looked like Master and Commander, that sort of time. Yes. There yeah, that's it. See, I liked history when I was five. <laughs> Ironically, you know, with Captain Bly and the bounty, that was the third crew that had muted it on him, so who the fuck had sent him out with the crew? I've no idea. He must have been a really shit captain, or he just had really shit luck with crews, I don't know. Um, probably low people skills and being a shit captain wouldn't help. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, his third fucking mutiny. Huh. That's not good, is it? If you worked at, th- if you were the manager of three different factories, and at the first two you're a manager of, everyone turned against you and violently tried to throw you out of your office, <laughs> and the third one gives you a manager's job, then shame on him. Exactly. 
I mean, remember that these ships, it was like the captain was effectively guard on mm-hmm. these ships. There is nothing else around you for miles. I mean, if he says that you're a cunt and you're getting flogged and lashed, your cat of nine tails coming out, it's going to happen. He literally has the power of life and death over the crew. Depending on what a twat he was, depends whether the crew's going to decide, you know what, I've had enough of this. Mm. And if they do get him, kill him and throw him overboard, who can dispute the story that he just didn't die? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, I went crazy yeah. overboard. He went nuts. All 50 of us say he went nuts and jumped overboard. Yeah. He's, sleep- he's sleeping with the fishes now. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, all right then. So, we, where are you boys leaning towards? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going for alien abduction. Oh, did we go for the list? Shit. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my fucking stoner, man. I like the idea of the alcohol, the potential explosion, so they left the ship. Or perhaps to fix the chronometer and get some, I don't know. It's a strange one, isn't it? It's a mystery. Mm. A giant squid one. It could have just been, I don't know, adverse uh, weather made them think that the ship was sinking so that, well, it's calmed down, let's get out of here. We can make it to land. Mm. Then they didn't. No, they did not. I Either. mean, it could be anything, but okay. why leave? If I'm honest, I think they won't, because I've just thought of it in Star Trek terms. Like, okay, there's like some, te- some really bad leak on the Enterprise. Like, let's get in all the um, like escape ships, and we'll just tag alongside it with a, with a tractor beam until it's safe to go back on board but then something comes along fucking separates the tractor beam oh off goes your big house and you're left in these little shitty shuttles and then dead yeah so yeah so instead of a warp breach in the warp core like you're saying just like an alcohol barrel went off and let out some shit yeah nice yeah in them terms, and that's what Picard would do. He, he'd be like, we'll abandon ship, but not completely abandon ship, because it'll be all right in a few hours or weeks. Well, I think John uh, Luke would stay on board the bridge. No, I know if it's poisonous atmosphere, he wouldn't pointlessly kill himself. If it was like, look, we've got to gaff the ship for a couple of weeks and so it'll be safe to get back on, or until we get to port, let's just stay tagged along yeah, to the side. So we don't lose the big fucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, to me, that might be one of the most plausible or misleading instruments that made them believe that it was, they were taking on water or something made them go, oh, fuck, let's go off quick. And then, obviously, things went wrong. Or, honestly, I do... That image of the giant thing, just them tentacles tearing all over the deck and through the ship and just obliterate, obliterating the crew, just like, ah! And then a few of them grabbing their shit and escaping in horror, sheer fucking horror. <laughs> Oh, something yeah. about it's so dark and horrific because I'm terrified of the sea. I hate the fucking deep ocean. Fuck the sea. <laughs> I mean, I don't poison it. I don't. I know it's we're dependent upon it. I love it, but I hate it. If you know what I'm saying, I don't want to be on it, and I've got no place in it. And you will never see me. <laughs> so you, I, I like the idea that the captain's just like hello beastie as the big fucking squid comes up. Hello, big boy. Do <laughs> you, you fucking chase me? Hey, big <laughs> like in Jurassic Park, with it, where yeah. Jeff Goblin with the flare, the captain with his that shiny thing that 
Oh no, because it stayed behind him. The telescope or whatever is like, oh, you big slimy fucker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll lead you to the depths of watery hell, you slimy piece of scum. Take him down to Davy Jones's locker. Yeah. Uh, let's go and be uh, pirates. No. Involves the ocean. No, what a bit like the Somalian pirates. We're going to join up with them. Still involves the ocean. Can I be like a grand pirate? I don't want to be. I can be a ground pirate. You can have land pirates, yeah. Aren't they just called thieves or gypsies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) So well on the racism front. (laughs) Don't take me out. Like it's a struggle for me to not be racist, Ben. Just still point out to make a Bernard Manning style joke. You haven't done it for a while. Thank God we've got such a small audience because if it was a large one, we'd have been banned and cancelled and sued a billion times over by now. <laughs> well, you might have been. I'd have been all right. Fuck um, Like all uh, of them. When I, when I say that, I mean all of them. Left, right, centre, middle. You know it. Honestly, I'm an equal opportunity. Skid, <laughs> squid monster. All right, then. <laughs> should, we, should we move on? Yeah. All right, then. Let's end the show on some weird news and fucked up facts. Okay. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. All right, so what we got first... Mum inundated with Chewbacca raw calls after bitter ex posts her phone number. Hmm. Unfortunately for the woman, targeted by her ex-boyfriend's Chewbacca revenge prank, quite a few Australians fancy themselves to be excellent Wookiee impersonators. Wow. Why Wookiees? Her partner's Star Wars-themed plot involved an advertisement promising a chance to win $100 for the best Chewbacca impersonation, he posted pictures around Cairns in northern Queensland with a picture of Han Solo's shaggy sidekick and his ex's phone number after their three-year relationship came uh, to an end. It was just to annoy her. I don't think it was... A, it was just pick something at random, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was a rude Star Wars fan. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, well, that's a bit of a dick move, let's face it. It certainly is. Still, at the same time, I can appreciate the, uh, eh, I know, there's going to have people ringing up doing Chewbacca voices at her. It's preventive. It's still harassment, though. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Okay, man steals three-foot-tall, 40-pound dildo from Las Vegas sex shop. (laughs) Where did he conceal that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's in broad, broad daylight too <laughs> the masked man oh, was captured on surveillance footage in broad daylight as he went into the Deja Vu Love Boutique in Sin City on July the 14th he then nonchalantly just grabs the massive 3 foot tall 40 pound dildo standing on the sales floor he just picks it up over his right shoulder and then leaves the adult store cramming the said dildo inside his vehicle and driving off Wow. 
<laughs> he must have planned that because it's inside the store. <laughs> it's inside the store. It's, I think you can see it from the outside. So he's been in there and thought, I really want that fucking massive dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back and I'm going to rob it. It's worth $2,000. It's worth $2,000? Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, it, it's... You'd want a dildo that big? <laughs> fucking King Kong? I guess just for display. Uh, you never know. You know, what if just, wouldn't you want one in your front room, Mike? Uh, no. Oh. Call me old-fashioned, <laughs> but giant phalluses in the corner of my room is just, you know, it's not something I'm into. Maybe you're not going to like your Christmas present. Uh, I'm not laughing at that I'm laughing at the fact that you get me a Christmas present (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't do Christmas exactly so I thought I'd buy you a a three foot tall cock that's what I've always wanted (laughs) see I knew it I've seen your wish list on Amazon I'll call it Moby and I'll love it every day Okay. All right then. Moving um, on. <laughs> moving on then. Yeah. Okay. Buffins find giant cocker balls near an ancient monument, thousands of years before the birth of Hold Christ. Hold on, one second, guys. Can you can you give us the headline? That was it, wasn't it? No, no, no. That's a sub headline. Oh, I can't see it. And right at the top in big letters. No, because I've had to screenshot it so I can uh, fucking read okay. it. Um, it says Bonehenge. Bonehenge, okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was worth it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Thousands of years before the birth of Christ, very strange people were busily working wonders on Salisbury Plain in the south of England. Their most famous work was Stonehenge, a circle of stone monoliths that has captivated humanity for millennia. But there are other less obvious wonders still undiscovered in the Wiltshire soil. Two weeks ago, a team of academics from the universities of St Andrews, Birmingham, Warwick, Bradford, Glasgow and of Wales Trinity St David University found a ring of large shafts near Stonehenge, which formed the largest prehistoric monument that has ever been discovered in Britain. And last week, boffins from the University of West Lancashire found the outline of a giant in capitals, Cock and balls in a field near the hen. <laughs> Professor Darwin Peterson, head of archaeology at West Lancashire, explained, Primitive people are well known for their depictions of the male phallus. The Kern Abbas giant is perhaps the most well known, but this latest find is very significant and adds a new dimension. It is the earliest known depiction of a drop of spunk coming from the japs eye. Sorry, <laughs> chaps eye. And a such... <laughs> Alters, no, that's in the article. That is in is. the article. It is. I'm reading it too. It is in the article. And as it's such, casual racism by the sport. And as such, alters much we thought we knew about the Middle Stone Age. West Lancashire experts studied satellite photos taken during the dry spell earlier this year. Professor Peterson added, the ground conditions must have been just right to expose the outline of the vastly ancient form. It's all very exciting. Stone Age megacocks do not come along every day, you know. Uh, <laughs> I certainly don't. The news. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Fucked up facts? Yeah. Wow. Can we have a jingle? Facts, facts. Fucked up facts. 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 Here's another uh, cock-related fact. There's been a lot of penis today. Or it is. Point that out. <laughs> Wait till the one I've got for next week then. Hiking highlights of New Zealand include Bob's knob, <laughs> Doctor's knob, Nervous knob, and Bonar knob. <laughs> Is these just people you got to look at, or are they places? Places. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so going around New Zealand looking at dongs. Well, that's great. Whatever you're into. Yeah. Whatever floats your motherfucking boat. I think we'd established it was jizz. Floats your boat? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd established that all the sailors were jizzing and keeping a boat afloat. You love jizz. Go on then, Mike. Next one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Vampire bats practice social distancing when they feel ill. I'm not surprised we've all got fucking COVID. <laughs> Good for them. What do they want? Some kind of medal? I've had to do it for the last fucking five months. During the 17th century, women who wished to inflame their partner's lusts were recommended to knead bread with their arse. Mm, wow. Arse bread. Well, I'm aroused. <laughs> Ah, oh, spread. Yeah, I'm, I'm aroused. I don't know about you guys. In a 2014 study, participants were given a choice between sitting in silence with their own thoughts for 15 minutes or giving themselves electric shocks. Most chose to shock themselves. Oh, I just, why would you even do that? It doesn't make sense. You can't well, sit there for 15 minutes in silence. There's fucking something wrong with you, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'd rather in, I'd rather shock myself with electricity because I can't be bothered to sit here in silence. There's a saying, isn't there, that um, all men's problems arise from not being able to sit with their own thoughts in silence. Never had that problem. Well, I haven't now, but mm. I see humanity as a whole. Nah, I think none these fuckers are either either. They're, uh... Sadists, not say masochists, who are very much into electro play, or people who've got massive ADHD. Uh, I don't. I just either watch some wrestling or have a wank. Well, yeah, I wouldn't even take part in the. We're well, not wanking to the wrestling, are you? No, I would never mix the two. <laughs> He's only wanking when the electric shocks come. <laughs> 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 power wank yeah I have the power <laughs> <laughs> oh go on then give us the next one do you want to hear about the only dog officer in the US Army I do Sergeant Stubby yay was a, mutt, was a much of uncertain breed that served in 18 battles on the Western Front and was promoted in battle after single-handedly capturing a German spy 
reportedly oh. by the seat of his pants. That's awesome. That's good. What was he promoted? So he promoted to sergeant. Yeah. Oh, ah, like it's like the feel-good story of the war, huh? Heartwarming. That's like I like that. Wouldn't call me dog Stubby, though. Here's an octopus fact for you. Hey. Each octopus arm is so packed with neurons that it can make decisions independently from the central brain and sometimes steal food from one from other arms. You like can't tell me they're not aliens, man. Like my penis. Uh-huh. What, have you got tentacles? It makes decisions independent of my main brain. <laughs> I thought you just had like a, a set of tentacles instead of a right. penis. It has its own intelligence. Like like an octodong? No, no. Yeah. Well, you'd be a lot more interesting if you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ben, you like this one. In 1816, the United States built a fort to protect itself from an invasion by Canada. Right. There's only one small problem due to a surveying error. It was built in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it was later known as Fort Blunder. <laughs> so he's built the British Army a nice fort. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'll end on a Easter Island proverb. A what? An Easter Island proverb? Okay. Yeah. Is that the place where they've held their massive heads? Yeah. And they all died out. Because they spent all their time building heads, probably. <laughs> well, no, it was because of natural resources, wasn't it? They used it up on, up, them all up on the island. and oh, up on building heads, yeah. Yeah. They should have been farming. They were building massive heads. That is not the way to survive as a society. No. Well, at least they gave us something, this proverb. <laughs> okay. We are born, we eat sweet potatoes, then we die. I don't even like sweet potatoes. Oh, don't you? No. Freak. Oh, freak. I don't like them. Oh. I don't think they live up to their name. They're very nice. I, I, oh, they're not for me. You can just give me the humble, humble Maris Piper spud for me, all this fancy stuff. Fucking gammon. Yeah. What? <laughs> Is that being a gammon? I like normal potatoes. Oh. I've got a brief suggestion before we um, finish for the listener, just through research, field research that I've done, that the, the shops that seem to really not give a fuck about masks and really genuinely, and I've tried this in several different ones, are the Polish shops. They don't give a shit. So here's the irony. You're one of these sort of angry gammons, like, I will have to wear a mask. Well. I'm not an angry gammon. I'm... Not you. I'm just talking no. to the angry. The angry gammons out there are like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's against my civil liberties. Fuck you. Go and shop at the Polish shop. Cure your racism. And you don't have to wear a mask. And discover some mm. really nice food. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. That's my little... Everyone's a winner, baby. There you go. <laughs> That's my moral lesson for this week. That could really improve the country, guys. I think it, I could platform upon that. I think you could. I will... Put it to the council when I next go for an interview. Mm. <laughs> Which I have in another two weeks. Oh, Lord. Okay, let's, let's wrap it up. Oh, Lordy, Lord. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lord. 15 wrap years I'll be in power. 
Oh, yes. You ever heard that, Mike? You know the definition of insanity. <laughs> Good luck, man. <laughs> well, fine. You don't want a cushy governmental job? Fine. Oh, listen to it. <laughs> if you get in car parks, you prick. If you get it, what the fuck do you think you're going to be in charge of? I'll walk my way up. <laughs> Suck your way up. Work my way up. <laughs> oh, anyway, delusions of grandeur. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he never does. I know. It's and more delusions. fun to have them than not to have I- them. After last week, delusions of like uber hardness as well. Like he could take on knife men. (laughs) (laughs) Just an just an unfit fat Welshman, but demanding chips. Oh, and distracted him with chips. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. No, wrap it up. Fuck you. Fuck you now. You're the hardest man alive. You'll rule I'm the world. I'm not claiming I am. I'm just saying that they could have thrown the fat over him. The boiling (laughs) fat. (laughs) <laughs> the greatest soldier that ever lived. We're all oh, in debt. And one day... Oh, you have to get him started. <laughs> just saying, I'm not impressed by that fat bloke with a knife. I don't think he had, the, don't think he had it in him. All right. <laughs> Wrap it up. Come on. All right. Uh, I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid. Don't join a cult and do attempt to... Uh, Tackle drunk fat Welshman. Should you have the chance? No, don't do that. Oh yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Just hard as Ben. <laughs> God. Well, I am the night. Shut up! I've been Gaz Free Fifth Tannen. Thanks for listening. Good night. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Good night. And I am the night. Oh.